0: Blog Talk Radio. Okay. A session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please
1: don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this.
0: You are. They are. <laughs> Peace to the family. Peace, family. Peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio. And you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, family. This is your host, Brother Blue Pill. Soon to be joined by my co host, Brother Red. Alright, so we sent some things up. And the back office chat room is open. We put this link up. Um not too long ago, so we do ask. That you share the link, you share the fly, you share the poster, do whatever you need to do to let the family know that you are here. All right, rocking with the best. Now, we're just gonna go into this song real quick. All right, we're gonna play the brother Scorpion King just to warm things up while everyone settles in. All right, it gets properly acquainted with the platform. We have a special. Program for you this evening We will not let you down, promise you It's going to be incredible Alright, so settle in Do what you need to do And we will be back After this Anthem on the track Live from the land of Snake. With the same nigga playing your weight Wanna give your hands a shake Bitch, we got bands to make Rubber bands to break Guns and butter, that land on lake Got bread, got plans to break the Brooklyn ways. When Tony killed, Manolo has to look away. It's a war going on, starting to look like yay. A power war on battle torn, thou should not kill when diamonds is dancing. Spending time in the Hansen, building shrines in these mansions. Dancing from the tropic of cancer to the top of Tantra, heavy breathing. On top for the mantras, throwing ballads with mandalas encrypted. compile the scriptures, fuck Twitter. Only follow the mystics, the dongs, to put hollow in the biscuits. Across from the Apollo is the district. I'm in the Nile Valley, Crocodile Valley, the latest mori, the greatest story, the hater's story. With the poor me, pity parties. Got the port potty for the shit you kicking. The reaction at his best was knee-jerk. Freaks will put your debut on a t-shirt. Niggas co-sign the fuckery. These suckers be acting three-fifths of a man. Co-signing Mike Puckerby. On the low like how the bucket beat, luckily None of these niggas ever fuck with me, a beat My prospect is designed My mind is achatically designed A prophet of the time My pockets is aligned with property for shrines My grind is monopoly, my mind with prophecy in mind I'm in the hideaway, wide awake, in the chance of roosters Align with the mind of Mansa Musa Enhance the future, wars of the Mansa Future, jabbing in Dubai, we dance the future With it's time to be a scorpion, pro To those who don't share the sentiment, that's to all you simple with no further ado, call from the 347-650. Peace. Peace, of family. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to the Lunch Radio. This is your brother, Red Pair, reporting live and direct in the building. It was really good. On the road again, Kenny Rogers. On the road again like that Kenny Rogers. I was, was Kenny. I was Kenny. I believe it was Kenny. What? No, it was the one that liked to burn trees. Oh. Willie Nelson. Swelling. Willie, Willie. Willie Nelson. Okay. You're already. But anyway, you know what I mean, peace to the family. Welcome back to Nova Ledge. It is definitely an honor to be in the building with the family. It's an honor to be here. More in that record. Yeah, it's good. Shout-out to the ATL, ATL, ATL. Yes, indeed, family. All of the family down south. Shout-out to the A-town. Shout-out to the family out here in the A-town, of course. Shout-out to the West Coast family. Let me make these announcements. All right? Yes, sir. As you already know. Family out west, tomorrow it is going down. The date is finally here. You definitely want to be in the building. All right? You definitely want to be in the building tomorrow. It is going down. It is going to be monumental. All right? Let me pull up the exact information that you need just in case you might be hearing this for the first time. If you out there, family, make it your business to make your way. Hold on. I'm pulling up the flyer. <clears throat> make it your business to make it your way to San Pedro, California. Okay, for the Real Family Reunion. This is going down Saturday, July 2nd. The honoree of this event will be Dr. Reverend Phil Valentine, along with Reverend Michael Beckwith, along with comedic celebrity guest and host Flex Alexandra, okay? There are many other people that would be honored at this monumental event, all right? And this is going to be thrown by Kateria Nose. Shout out to Sister Eleanor. Of course, the next day, she has a monumental event event in Pomona, California, at the African-American Museum of Beginnings, which is located at 1460 East Holt Avenue, building number three. All right? You still can purchase tickets for this event at eventbrite.com. Search word is Comedic, or you can go directly to the website T as in Tom, A as in Apple, A as in Apple, M as in Mary, B as in boy.org. All right, and purchase your tickets. They are going for 11-11. An enchanting evening of metaphysics with Master Metaphysician Dr. Phil Valentine and special guests. Irritated Genies on this bill. The Red and the Blue is on this bill. Um, and then many others. Many others. You feel me? So you definitely want to be in the building for this blowout event as well. Being held at the illustrious African-American Museum of Beginnings, this is major, and on Monday at Blessed Love, which is located, I believe at, um. try my hand at this, I know it's on uh, Normandy and Vernon, I think it's 1440, but Blessed Love, you know what I'm saying, you can't come in that area and miss the vibes, the vibes is high, you know, shout out to Ross Bob, shout out to Kim, all right, we're going to be in the building as well on Monday with Jeannie and Phil. All right, this is in the heart of Los Angeles. This is in South Central. It's for the Hood family. Come out. We could skew it on the Bobby. This is on Monday. On 4th, so we want to see the family in the building for this. All right. Yeah, it's gonna be epic. Uh, for the family that's up there in New York, you're gonna see Mama Pearl. She's going to be in the building. Um, at the African Arts Festival. Right. Indeed. Brother Ray will be out there as well. Brother Ray to be out there. As well. yeah. be in, I'll be in New York. Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it to the West Coast this weekend. Blue Pill will be in the building. Blue Pill will be out there in LA. Red will be in NYC. Mama Pill, shout out to Casey, the Austin League. Um, Kentucky, we're going to be in the building July 16th and 17th at the Alley Uh Definitely. Well, there you have it. Keep it high Yeah. Connecticut. What's the date for Connecticut? Connecticut is August 20th. Shout out to Sankofa. Shout out to the brother Puck. Shout out to everybody that's involved with the Connecticut uh, Facts Initiative Tour. That's going to be monumental in Waterbury, Connecticut, all of the family and surrounding areas, Trumbull, Stanford, Bridgeport, you know, all areas of... please be in the building come and represent this build up is crazy for this event for the 20th, Kentucky Louisville, Kentucky at the Muhammad Ali Center, July 16th and the 17th, KTL Red Pill, Blue Pill, KTL the that's going to be monumental as well, another Facts Initiative event um, LA this weekend, Blue Pill you know, holding it down for the family it's going to be monumental so, just stay tuned. We got a lot of things taking place. The whole month of July is um events. August is shaping up as well. We're looking at Texas. We are looking at um, Atlanta. We've got a date coming up in Atlanta as well. And we're looking at possibly oh. something in NYC with everybody, the whole KTL platform. Yes, indeed, y'all. <clears throat> I'm trying to sneak some bites in between. Then we have the Black Power. Yeah, the Black Power Awards in November, November the 12th, Saturday. That is going to be monumental. Okay, y'all got your BET Awards. I hope that one was good. You know, you got your Jesse, your Jesse. Jesse. Yes. Now, just picture everybody who gets up there pulling a Jesse Williams on you. Okay. That's the Black Power Awards. That's Atlanta. That's November 12th. The website is blackpowerwars.com. And they have uh, registered voting for the family that want to nominate their favorite radio show, blog talk show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Favorite clothing line. Yeah. Uh, amongst many other things, favorite scientists. So uh, definitely pull the site up, family. Cash your votes. You know, do what you do. We'll see you out. We'll see you on the black carpet. Yeah, I seen the young KT to the arts degree. He he making inventions and all of that now. So I know that he's, as he's supposed to. And, and yeah as he's supposed to. So this is we live in an age of brother. applying the knowledge. Yeah, he's campaigning. You know what I'm saying? Definitely uh, keep your eye out for him in several categories. I'm sure his name pops up, you know. And uh, we got more information on that coming soon. Uh, We shot some footage, some interviews. That's about to drop. I'm sure that at some point we're going to have the brother on the program along with David Banner and Rock and and other people. Tahir, other people involved with this monumental monumental event coming in the month of November, scorpion season, all right, my scorpion kings and queens. It's going to be an after party. You know, we're going to cut that rug up. Like, you know what I mean? So, you know. If you got them hard bottoms on, you better better know how to slip and slide in them. Yeah, y'all yeah, better go you see Raw go I got bras yeah. in Atlanta. More. <laughs> I got guards in Atlanta. Better go <laughs> see Raoul, Ball. Get stitched up. Got a guard in this chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sitting to see what it do. Yeah, but it is definitely important to reward, to get it, get back to rewarding those in our network, in our community, whatever you want to call it, our tribe, our clan. But we got to get back to the reward system, also the value system, and it will start there. As we can see from witnessing this past weekend, the power of rewards as much as you try to shake out people from it. It's going to show up when awards are taking place because we like to see brothers and sisters uh, get the honors that is due to them, you know, those shiny statues. They, we like to see people get their flowers while they're alive because everyday society doesn't nurture that wanting or that need. There's these award shows. But what we don't want to do is to get drunk off of the Brammys. Go Oscar for Grammy, you know what I mean. You don't want to go Oscar for Grammy. We want the awards. We want to bring that. If I, if we gotta go through ten more years of, you know, Instagram memes, that's not an Oscar. That's an assar. That's an assar. But you got people doing monumental work that is worthy of an assar. Now it's time to build that platform. up shout out to DJ. Uh, you know, shout out to everybody, Sister Kumani. Everyone whose vision is um, on deck, because it's not about the one. It's not about an individual. It's not about the TV or the I. It's about coming together, putting together a collaborative effort, all hands on deck, all Hey Rules on deck at this point. So that's what you're going to see in November, and the buildup is going to be crazy. Uh, Shout-out to Baba Samaj Studio of Pataa he will be presenting there. He's designing the awards. Okay. So that's an instant classic item. Now, family, you might want to go on the Internet because you might not be familiar with the studio of guitar. But if this brother and this brother is designing this award, these trophies And trust me That alone is an incentive For your ass to get active In any one of those categories Because you want to be on stage Receiving A piece of his artwork and you're talking about The legend of legends You're talking about the craft work That is um, uncomparable To the the only thing you got to do to earn it is put some work in. Shout out to New Era Detroit. That's yeah. Putting in that work, you know. Shout out to Brick the Foundation and YG Priest. I believe that their video debuted on Worldstar today. I got a chance to see it. You know, I mean, the visuals were definitely on point. Shout out to all of my creators. Shout out to Brother Vinny whose webisode series The Rapper will be appearing on Forbes DVD the 4th of July weekend. Please support that brother for his new webisode series called The Rapper. On on July 3rd, talk about it. DoggyDiamondTV.com our brother Vinny will be debuting his webisode The Rapper, partially inspired by the Pills. So, Please check that out. I got a brief Can you give preview a brief synopsis about what it's about. It's is definitely dealing with the um, you know, the journeys of melanated manhood in the big city of Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? And that journey, I guess we could say is always similar to many journeys that our family takes. You know what I'm saying throughout uh, their their you know through their hoods. And this particular journey is one that is uh, taken through hip hop. You know what I'm saying through the course of hip hop. So I definitely want to. And that don't mind. worry, family. It, it has a conscious twist to it. Yeah, yeah, we ain't talking you know. about yeah, This is not super ratchet Nothing yeah. yeah. This is not drenched in ratchetness It is It's not, it's not drenched in ratchetness This is not <laughs> it doesn't have ratchet GMO Intertwined Yeah, yeah. It's more about what it's reality based A lot of people see Consciousness or conscious. Uh, the conscious community and the many different personalities that exist within it, but nobody talks about everyone's beginning story. We all came from somewhere. The transformation story that how did we get here? So, you know, before the music, before the consciousness, before the pioneer, she put that on the <laughs> before the third eye. You know, so one yeah. brother just. He's definitely not. He's putting together something that's showing the growth and development of, you know, brothers that are in the streets, you know what I mean, you know, in the household, in the grind. Maybe even in the band, though. Maybe even up. in the band, though. In the band, though. Yes, indeed. But um, I think that we've concluded, you know, the Wait a minute the Real quick okay, Tell them about the multiple videos That are out there You got some things that need to be recognized Powerful interview with Star From the Star Chamber Salute for that You know what I'm saying Yeah yeah, yeah. Definitely want to go to Black News 102 And check out the interview That I did with uh, Star from Star and Buck Wild Fame My Brother has a, a network Called the Star Chamber now you know that was monumental definitely want to catch up with that um i know red you got some things circulating yeah baba tv fire every time got a few clips up there dealing with the facts initiative and promoting the august 20th event as well as the other events that are taking place over the summertime. Uh, Black News 102, I had a powerful interview with Dr. Sork, Dr. York's son, Prince York, I believe. The brother's very sharp. Shout out to Ali York. Um, you know, these brothers are working, doing some monumental things. Shout out to the Nwabians out there, the Hebrew Israelites out there, the Moors, MSTA, the RBG, Pan-African, Rastafari, and just just everybody just representing, doing the damn thing. Showing love and, um, you know, just Shout out to Jesse Williams, too. You want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout out to I Jesse I need to hear Williams. the official blue pill narrative before the night is over. Um, my perspective, my purview on it is that, as I always say, you know, and I will never retract from this, I don't attribute events that we see to um, <clears throat> the median characters involved. So, for instance, <clears throat> if we see something and we like, yo, I can identify, you know, that had um, ancient symbolism in it, therefore the Masons were behind it. No, I'm saying, what is the animating intent behind all things? You know what I'm saying? they say, in Islam, they would tell you that Allah knows best. You know, he is the best of planners. So, even when someone is thinking they're getting away with something, they're always working into the higher plan. So, even if this was orchestrated, even if this was a coup by the boule and Black Lives Matter, you know, even if some way, you know, this this worked for an endorsement for Hillary or Trump, who knows? I have no idea. What I do know as early in the evening, I saw a ritual conducted by. I'm about to say this name, so family, I'm giving you a warning, so you don't sh- you don't like shirk too hard, but you break your neck. Beyonce, right? Beyonce, feel it, Beyonce, say it. I said it three times, right? And nobody showed up twerking in my living room. Beyonce. So. So a ritual conducted by Beyonce where she came out embodying, you know, the divine feminine by way of my eye. Um, you know, some would say, are uh, set as well. She had that crown on. And we know that she represents the throne. When they told you to watch the throne, they were talking about the varga, Beyonce, queen B. All right. Who has, this is not um, a, a ceremony or a ritual or performance That is in a vacuum No, it's part of a continuum of performances That she's been doing Setting things ablaze Through symbolism So we saw the resurrection Through the floor of the the green man Of a saw Okay, by way of Kendrick Lamar We saw all of the elements present That need to be present for ritual Okay I already showed you in Gematria Information has the same Gematria numbers as witchcraft 666 and 111 So we know that this sister's working We know that she's working You feel me it's not a question We know that there's work being done Who's she working for I guess that's the grand question You know what I mean But I don't really too much concentrate on that Because I'm looking at the effects of what I'm seeing Through symbolism So we have our set We have a saw And then of course what do they do They make the way for the Hey Okay? And Heru has to battle his uncle, symbolically speaking. So you have this brother come out who they said he is a product of biracial parents, in particular, his mother's European or white, quote unquote. So her brother would be his uncle, would be set. Okay? And he wow. came with that Herakipre he energy. Flaming sword. What is the flaming sword? The tongue. It's the word. All right? So we saw a complete, full circle ritual take place. These are from the higher principalities of the way the energy moves. I don't want to hear about who was behind it. I'm not concerned. Something even is animating their hand, something's behind their intent. They think they're wiser, but they're not. So if even that's the case It cancels it out But I think exactly what we're looking at Is exactly what we saw You know And now we're seeing the repercussions of it In terms of what People's lights have been turned on People feel that More courageous People are more apt Like you said To give out rewards and receive them Everyone's going to have a speech It's almost a prerequisite now monologue together. Man. Monologue together. you got to have the monologue on deck at all times now. You never know. At all. Yeah, 20 clips. But, yeah, this 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 was an interesting time. And again, like I said, in essence of what we're talking about, the initiating factor of the ritual being Beyonce, the Vogue, what is Jesse Williams really receiving acclaim for and from? He's receiving a claim for lifting, uplifting, right? Melanated black, black women and putting them on a throne okay? And then now he is receiving the direct support, energy, and love for melanated women. Right. Okay. Okay. Very simple. You know what they say did they God. they got good on
1: that.
0: Yeah <laughs> they, ain't, on that, they, didn't re- they didn't react to the black woman as God the same way that he, he was. They're like, good on that. Gonna, gonna, are sister, are sister, you going to protect them? Are you going to speak up for them? You feel me? And is this shit sincere? They don't want to hear that they're God. That seems like you're putting security in their hands. Who needs God? Will God needs somebody to hold them down? Huh? You got to look at these things The subtleness of what's being communicated I am looking like I said On the higher principalities Of how energy moves What do these words mean He just said Yeah they're getting a bad rap I love them I'm standing up for them I'm speaking for them I am your brother I'm your protector They're like oh my god Where have you been Nobody's been speaking on our behalf. No one's willing to protect us. We love you. You understand? So, very interesting dynamics about what's taking place. But I'm sure that the evidence of what I'm saying could be found in the cosmos. All right? Because, again, we're talking about how energy moves. What's responsible for how these energies move but the transit of the planets? So, with no further ado, let me read the description, to the episode, and we can get right into it. Join us on Overledge Radio as We welcome the world-renowned cosmophysician, Ra Koo, back to the program. He will be conducting a cosmological inquiry into the chain of events that have transpired thus far this year. All right? So, KTL Radio presents the Dark Days of Summer 16, featuring Ra Koo, the cosmophysician. And with no further ado, call up from the five one six eight eight
1: one. Peace, Lord, peace to the whole family. Peace, you have to work, You have to work with me tonight, Lord. I'm hoarse as um I don't know what, so I'm not gonna be able to talk any louder than this. <laughs> All right. Um you
0: you silent an assassin, let's go.
1: Imagine that Okay um, You know I want to explain to y'all um, The overview method First Because I know Some people are actually interested in the mechanics Of this stuff You know Equally as much as they are As interested in the indications that it makes Okay um, First of all is uh, when you're looking at the world astrologically, the, the rules are slightly different because you must consider the delineation or the how we translate and put these motions into words. That's what delineate is, right? What planets specifically point to which types of events is also deals with delineation. But there are different measures to be taken when you're looking at what we call mundane or worldly events, right? Now, you know, just like in birth chart or humanistic genetic life, or they call it astrology, um, the world is under the um, apparent influence of these planets as well. And the best cycle that I've come across or the cycle that works the best for me in my mind you know, is uh, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction cycle. I want you all to understand that this pattern is used to um, gauge the nature of the times that we live in and what sweeping effects will affect major nations are very evident in this motion. So, you know, Jupiter and Saturn are planets that... um. Speak to the great or the size, you know, the great size or the expanse, which is Jupiter, or the spread, which is Jupiter, of time, which is Saturn, or cycles, which is Saturn. So to put it in one natural phrase, one of the natural, one of the many phrases that would naturally come out of that combination is that this is a a, a great measure of the times. And it also points to the the gains, the great gains, the, the great construct the great constructs that occur as well as the great losses that manifest. And you know, there's just so much that has passed since the last Jupiter conjunction in in nineteen ninety nine that um I mean if we were to start at that at the beginning of that measure You know, we'd be here for about 25 episodes (laughs) a day, and that's three hours a while. So, you know, that's like 75 hours I could just talk straight, you know, as long as my voice didn't crack up and my fatigue didn't take me. But at any rate, um, it was the nature of recent events. You know, when I say recent, I mean in the last year, last year, and this year. And, and this year compared to last year, that made me uh, pick the specifics with regards to the nature of um, events. And what I wanted to look at was the peak in crime, and and you know the the peaking, spiking, raising rate of crime this year has we have not seen this nation has not seen since the late eighties, early nineties when crack hit the streets. Now, what's deep about that is um, they aren't killing over drugs. It doesn't appear. Like, you know, you would expect that if a drug or uh, a type of drug hit the market and everybody was getting into it, that the competition would be so high that their, their, their bodies are falling everywhere because people are fighting over territory and they want control of this market. And when that happened to us here, we had not seen anything like it in our nation's history, okay? And so you would expect it to ever happen again, that it would be involved in some type of um, deal with regards to uh, an epidemic dealing with drugs or something again, right? But that's not the case. And what we need to look at um, is what has been happening over the last three or four years that brings us to that point now if y'all keep up with this particular show <laughs> which I know many of y'all do we got some new listeners that's going to be hearing this but if y'all go back into the archives specifically the Blood Moon shows last year 4th of July shows, the show where uh, one of my comrades Evel was on with me okay, then we talked about the violence and the way it has been manifesting and the main component that's been coming to us is police brutality. It's the government that's committing these crimes for real and overtly and covertly. And I wanted to get into that because um, you know, astrologically, you, you look at these planets and it paints a picture that is similar but ultimately very different from what you hear in the news because the news is focusing on stuff that has actually happened, but there's so much that is omitted that it doesn't point to until it's become obvious and it's recognized in hindsight. Well, I see it undeveloping right before my eyes, you know, and the, the technique that I'm using comes from an ancient Muslim astrologer, man, Abu Mashar ibn Mashallah. Okay, ibn Mashallah. Um, you know, if you look him up on the internet, they're going to tell you this cat was, was a Jew. He was a Jewish astrologer hired by the Sasanian dynasty caliph. And uh, I beg to differ. You know, even though I'm not a Muslim, I'm a practicing practitioner of Islam, you know, I still like the proper identification of individuals, you know, in history, because when they seek to uh, discredit uh, a certain group of people, they they pick the best of those people and convert them to whatever religion they are and whatever color they are, you know, and, um, you know, as a black man, I ain't having that. As a moor, I ain't having that. As a nigger, I ain't having that. And so whatever you want to call me, I don't care, All right? Just know that um, I ain't having that about w- with my people. I want my people to understand what it really is, too, right? Um, I read this book called The Astrological Biography of Ibn Mashallah and the whole book, it doesn't even talk about his life, really. It is a com- it is a compilation of many charts and many readings that he made, and the calculations that he used to arrive to those uh, predictions and to those insights that he gave in his writings. And um, the author that translated the work was an astronomer, so he knew what he was doing with regards to translating the measures. And because these books were written in, the the Abu Mishra studies were recorded in Arabic. And what made me know that he's a Muslim and not a Jew, okay, is that the Jews don't use the Kashmir from the Quran, the in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful, the most simplistic definition of that, okay? And... He uses that at the top of every reading he made, at the top of every chart he dissected, and, and for every prediction that he made with regards to the birth or death of a powerful figure. By the way, the astronomer that translated his works into English, said, oh, this cat was always five degrees off with his calculation, especially with the planet Mars. However, every single calculation he made from the birth and death of a Khalifah, and they have about 60 of them in this book, was to the day. He didn't miss. You know, and Mars takes about eight or nine days to move five degrees when he's moving at average rate, you see. And, um, I think that's remarkable. That took some hella insight, or his formula was vicious, regardless of the, uh, the five degree rate. But that so inspired me to study his technique. And I've been studying his book and his technique for the last 16 years, mind you, where I'm able to comprehend the methods and the measures he takes. Every time I do it, I learn something brand new. Like I just started studying this science two months ago. You know, and what impresses me is that I took a look at the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction of 2000. It occurred on March the 28th, and this conjunction was, like, really unique compared to the many conjunctions that I studied. They happen every 20 years, and they follow a chronological order in the elements, in other words. Jupiter and Saturn conjunct in, in Taurus, then they conjunct in the next Earth sign, Virgo, then they conjunct in the next Vir, uh, Earth sign, Capricorn, then they jump elements and go to the air signs, and then they, they conjunct in, in the fire signs, or they conjunct, and they make that switch every third conjunction. You understand? So they, they Earth, 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 fire, 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 air, 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 water, 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 like that. You see, and because of that shift through the elements, it it shows the nature, you know, it it, it reflects, it concurs with the nature of events here on this planet. So, I, um, I progressed at Jupiter using the one day per year progression system. In other words, it's been 16 years since, it's been actually 16 years, one month, and how many Three or four days, okay? I'll get it right in exact when I get to that point in my notes, y'all, all all right? But anyway, it's been like 16 days, one month, and, 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 and three or four days. So we do a chart for 16 days. You know, one year equals one day. And 16 days after, and we add the two hours for one month and the 12 minutes for the three degrees that it has moved beyond that. And... It blew my mind. I saw that 20 days ago, they had a Mars, um, this chart, there was a Mars in this chart, a Mars passing. So a connection, an alignment concerning the planet Mars. And this brings alarm because Mars is the planet that deals with violence. And it is in the charts of people who die violent deaths or people who die deaths in fires or horrid deaths. Mars is usually a component in that measure. You know, he's a figure of very active motion in the chart, you know. So looking at that chart, I saw that just 20 days ago, Mars hit the heaven in this chart. Now, mind you, the midheaven is a calculated point. It, it is the very tippy top. It is referenced as the highest part of the chart, you know, and it's the most exalted, the strongest point. It points to the most prominent events. All right. In the birth chart of a human being, it points to a person's highest potential. So, you know, you you might say, Oh, I'm a Leo, but you got a a a, a Taurus rising and your mid-heaven is in Leo. So what that means is your projection from Taurus should enable you to reach your peak in that with that Leo energy. You know, so people think that that one sign that they are is key to their focus. That's just like chopping all your fingers off, though, man, even you with a thumb. You know, the sun has about the strength of your thumb compared to the um, nine other fingers you got, you know, and where the, where the thumb is actually the strongest on them, appendage on your hand. If we cut all your fingers off, you can't do a goddamn thing with your thumb or pick your nose okay so if it, it, it's not too fat for that, so yeah it's the same way with um with with the chart and with your own person, and it's the same way when you're looking at the world. the sun points to the focus uh, of events and but not the the um you say it is not the end all be all with regards to those events all right so for those astrologers or those enthusiasts that are interested, they, need, they can look at this chart as different than others because it is rare that a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction will come together at an exact aspect. I mean, both at exactly the same longitude and latitude, right? And be in a part of me, both at the same longitude by degree and minute and conjunct in heaven. You see, now they, they, that's very significant, and it was in the sign of of Taurus, all right, Sagittarius, or um, if it was pardon me, Tropically or Sagittarius. So, I mean, pardon me, if it was Sagittarius, it'd be at the very end of Aries. So, either way, is it, is putting a focus on those two signs, right? when we look at the nature of Taurus from a tropical standpoint, it puts Aries in the 12th place. And if you know about the 12th place, it talks about climate and criminal potential. So that shot 16 years ago, you know, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, if, if you take into consideration that as the main event, the 12th house of that conjunction was violence. Okay, so since then, Two thousand we've seen the crime rate constantly drop in areas where it was tremendously high now mind you that's not good for the for the criminal business for the criminal enterprise business man dropping crime is not good for the for the prison industry complex man it's not good for the military industry complex because if the crime drops then when the, when the military acquires new technology, which would be Uranus and Aries now, y'all, right, at the present time, right? when they, when they, When they accrue or accumulate new weaponry and new technology, the technology that has been stolen or outdated, they put on the market everybody. You understand? So, like, you know, China managed to steal the cell phone. That's the reason why the cell phones went public Cause anybody that works in the cell phone industry knows that that technology is more than 50 years old. Then we just got to see cell phones today. Right? Now, so, that same understanding is applied here. I'm saying, like, crime was dropping like hell in places like in major cities. Now, you've got to know that that's the reason why police started killing people a couple of years ago. Trying to and then anybody with common sense looking at the news we see how they were trying to say, Oh, they declared war on the police. Who the fuck declared war on that goddamn police? What organization stood up and took credit, you know, like they do in the Middle East, when they blow up a mall or blow up somebody's house or, or kill a piggy uh, head, the, you know, there's the liberation front for whatever claims credit for this. Well, who the fuck declared war on the police in the United States and declared credit? Nobody. Nobody stood up and said, yeah, we did. We declared war on them. So, you know, that's a goddamn lie. It's a great deception. Pardon my French, you know. Um that great deception is reflected in the chart by the motion of Neptune and every aspect to it. All right. So I looked at just to, you know, I I wanted to make it short, you know, it's impossible, right? (laughs) So to make it as short as possible, uh, I went to a a site online to find out like how many people have been killed this year and how, you know, and, and, and what deaths are the, the highest this year. And how does that reflect what's going on in the chart? Now, you know, um, rest in peace, and um, for all of our fallen teachers and entertainers that have fallen this year, y'all. A lot of them are Sagittarians, Muhammad Ali, and um, I can't even name them. Uh, I couldn't. Even, I didn't have the time to uh, to do find that link that they named all these Sagittarians their past, but there's like more than 60 of them just in the last year alone, right? And this is Saturn's motion through Sagittarius. And understand, um, you know, I've been able to come onto this platform, Blog Talk Radio, and this specific platform, KTL, since 2012. And that's when Saturn was in Libra, you know, and we saw our – um our legal heads, and um, we saw uh, great shifts in government occur. Then Saturn went into Scorpio, and this is when we saw the police killings increase. And now Saturn is in Sagittarius, and we see, you know, violence on the rise. Mind you, Sagittarius is the sign of application, Amplification, pardon me. It amplifies. Or it is the amplifier. It expands. It exaggerates. It increases. It multiplies. These are the phrases that, whenever a planet is in Sagittarius, you bear to mind. Now, people say, oh, "I thought Sagittarius was the planet of travel. I mean, oh, was the sign of travel like Jupiter, is the planet of travel? It is. And why travel? Because in the in the act of traveling." You are covering an expanse. You are leaving a trail that is constantly expanding from the start point to the end point. And in those travels, even if you retired you're going to learn something new because you are going to new areas being exposed to new situations, new latitudes, new areas, uh, um, new cultures, uh, and the culture shock is different, especially in this country, just going from one state to another, even within the same state, from one city to another, from one town to the city or from New York to Albany or from Philadelphia to Harrisburg, you understand what I'm saying? And it's totally different in them spots. And from Baltimore to D.C., even though the range between them is only thirty nine miles. The culture is is slightly different. Now we all listen to hip hop, but we all have our own idea of what's flashy and what's cool and stuff. So this is what Jupiter points to on uh, Sagittarius and all altogether in the reading. Alright? So when we look at the chart for the great year, we see that Saturn was on and Jupiter was in Taurus. So we started at that point, it was uh, 22 degrees tallest in 44 minutes. And the Midheaven and the Jupiter and Saturn, all three were at that same mathematical coordinate. Now, understand, the top of the chart increases its power. So Jupiter and Saturn says the, the loss of educators, right, the loss of entertainers. And mind you, I learned that, that Sagittarius pointed to entertainers from one of my own students last year right, um just last year, and I've been studying crazy, science, you know, since I was a kid, and he's only been studying life for the last six years, so, you know, this is something you're going to constantly expand your mind, I encourage anyone greatly to dive into it, you know, because it's going to open your head up, not only to the knowledge of yourself, but to the knowledge of of, of the mechanics of reality, you know, and, no matter how long you live, your understanding of the mechanics of reality is going to constantly expand. I mean, you hear people say, yeah, um, I'm 50 years old, dog. I've been here and I've seen this and I, I know how it would go. You know, even, I don't know how old you get, you know, if you just experience life as it comes, you're dealing with it from the point of view of your own perspective, from the point of view of your own preferences, from the point of your own aptitude, and from the, from the point of your own desires. Right? And if you're constantly looking at it like that, then certainly you know it from the point of your desire quite well. You've been here for so many years. You know it from a point of your preferences, from the point of your own experience. But when you start to study this science, which deals not with just the motion of planets and personalities, it deals with how everything in the universe lines up for any single one event or process to take place. You see? and you start to understand that what you see with your naked eyes and what you hear with your ears and what you feel with your skin and what you think with your brain is hardly enough, really, on its own to comprehend the depth and the magnitude of the fabric of how this thing works, right? So, pardon me for digression, too, right? That's going to happen talking to me, all right? But at any rate... So I look at Jupiter Saturn at twenty two degrees of Sagittarius, and I, and immediately because you know the techniques that I learned and the observations that I've made that have been the most successful with this science, I incorporate them into my message as opposed to just going and following going by and following the instructions of what I find in some textbook because you know some of them textbooks are written by some very linear thinking astrologers they don't have that, lack very, uh, uh, or a lot of them, seriously, lack serious vision, and, or they just don't want, they want it to be commercialized, so they water that shit down, and it never really uh, points to what was really going on, but I have seen certain things, so using the laws of geometry, which is what planetary aspects or alignments are based on, you see, using that, the laws of that, uh, uh, mathematical measure, I automatically look to 22 degrees of Scorpio, 23 de- uh, oh, pardon me, 22 degrees of Leo, 22 degrees of Aquarius, because these are squares and an opposition, which is composed of two squares, basically. I right? think 180 degrees, a square is 90 degrees. So there's two squares in opposition. And astrologically, those 90 degrees and 180 degrees angles show a great degree of force and resistance or friction, conflict, or turbulence. And because that aspect, you know, when two planets are in that aspect, those things that those two planets are point to are often shown to, to interact in the, in the uh, process of a turbulent event, or a catastrophe. You know, squares tell it all to describe our difficulties. You'll hear an astrologer say, Oh man, that's because the moon was squaring the sun. This is why the emotional expression, which is pointed to by the moon, was not um, conducive or progressive for the individual exerting themselves to, uh, or identifying with or themselves with that emotional Progress process, which is the sun. So because they were 90 degrees apart, a person's conscious action and their self-composure was at, at odds with their emotional expression. You see? So when you see this happening in of any individual, male, female, child, uh, uh, adult, or senior citizen, you know that there's some difficulties they have to deal with regarding these two components of the self. All right, the sun is your ego too, right? So people who are not as how you say spiritually cultivated as other people are going to really be in their ego, you know, and, and deal with the deal in their ego and deal from deal with things from the perspective of an egotistical oversight. I mean, uh, uh, overview. So. If you see a square there, you can almost guarantee that there's going to be some friction with regards to any emotional situation, right? So when I look at the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn at the midheaven in this chart, and I look at those other points, I see what's going on today. Mars, the planet of violence, is in a direct uh, um, 180-degree opposition. It is all by about one degree. But uh, at the beginning of the summer, it was not, you see. And one of the most atrocious crimes that occurred this summer, you know, and didn't get a lot of news on the attention or attention because it happened in an area um, that they don't like to, to let people know crimes like this occurring. It happened in a middle class, upper middle class area in Georgia. At any rate, it was a murder, all right? And, and the murder, uh, I don't know the name of the people, and I wouldn't say if I did, man. Right? But y'all might be familiar with it and if you live down around Atlanta and you heard about it. This cat shot his own stepfather who raised him from a baby in the head because he, you know, he wanted him to live someplace else. But the shot perfectly had Mars and Uranus at that 150 degree the transiting chart, the strawberry moon chart, the first day of summer chart, is a zero degrees cancer chart for this year. Okay? So, I'm talking about like June the 20th this year. right? So, that made me really think like, damn, you know, you hear these uh, preachers talk about the end times And the uh, revelations And things of that nature Where I don't subscribe to it That end time Revelationary, doomsday uh, Fire and brimstone Religious uh, uh, con- I don't see it in a religious context You know, I'm a scientist I see it in a scientific context, context and From the science of cosmophysics From the observation of astrological measure And I see how that measure has always been indicative of injury. When I say that measure, I'm in that 150 degree aspect or alignment that they call uh, a quincunx. Q U I N C U N X. You know, you can look it up on the internet. You know, astrological alignment quincunx. You know, Q U I N C U N X. And at any anyway, rate, this. Aspect is known to point to healing and wounding processes, recovery, um, gain and recovery processes. Right? Somebody dies, and there is uh, an inheritance given that that Queen shows you. You see, because that totally transforms uh, that death, totally transforms the life of this individual, and so that Queen points to that. The action of this individual uh, pulling the trigger and shooting that person totally transformed the life. It took the life of that individual, ended that life, right? So there's the, the, transfer, the transformative aspect for life transference occurring again. And to put it in the simplest terms, the krenk Kong represents life transference. So when we look at this year as a whole and compare it to that Saturn-Jupiter uh, uh, or conjunction that was the chart for this, for this 20-year cycle, actually for this entire 60-year cycle, Right, and you progress it to today, and we are 16 years and one month and, and 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 um three days into that 60 year cycle. Right, you see that Mars, the planet of violence. Is at a uh, perfect quincunx almost by one degree. That's a, your day before yesterday it was a perfect quincunx, you know. And because it was retrograde, it went there before a couple weeks ago, you know. And in that last couple weeks, crime has spiked in this country at an unprecedented rate, matched or similar only to that which happened during the uh, the plague epidemic. You see, so that in itself really made me start digging in, you understand? I'm like, man, what can I find next? So I pull up the chart for the year. Now, understand, the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction chart, it, it governs the whole 50-year cycle. That chart and its motions, its consequent motions, show the nature of global events and trends in anybody's area, you know you live on the North pole it's going to give you some indications <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really matter, so you know where you want to look it's going to give indications for that entire sixty year cycle altogether. So when I see that and I see that Mars currently at twenty three degrees is like less than one quarter of a degree from where that Jupiter Saturn is, well I'm gonna look at Jupiter Saturn in terms of great losses or or um you know, great depressions or uh, you know, expansive losses and continual losses and things because, you know, a lot of people say, Well, why don't you look at astrology for something good, right? And I, and I understand people who are too weak in their stomach to deal with the atrocities and the iniquities, the wickedness that occurs in the world. I understand that that's all the fuck I want to avoid. I don't care about a sunny day, man. I want to know when it's going to be cold outside so I can have my coat. You know, I, I'm, not sitting, I'm not going to sit here and predict every sunny day in the summer when I know I'm only going to have five bad days this summer. Now just ninety days. I'm not gonna comb through ninety days for all for all eighty five good days. Well, all I need to know are the fat, the bad the five vicious days to stay my ass in the house. So, you know, I don't have to encounter that energy out in the street. I can deal with it at home you know, with, 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 with things that go around every day as opposed to some individual who's also having the same turbulent uh, uh, aspect of his shot as me, and then when we, we meet up, it's a clash, you know, in one way or another, directly or indirectly, either by a car accident, one bump into another, one distract another and another, slip and fall. I mean, this kind of stuff here is shown as a lot where it looks like a mistake. It looks like a, 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 a mishap or a, 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 a trick of synchronicity and synchronicity. You know, it's, you have to understand that whatever happens down here, however minute, there is an astrological indication for it. Not because astrology is the only thing that shows you concurrency, you know. that Everything in the universe, like, you know, you're walking down the street and it starts to rain and you look up. And a raindrop hits you right between the eyes. Do You know that the whole entire universe, not just our atmosphere, that which is in our little atmospheric bubble here on this planet Earth, but the entire universe, every single atom, every single proton, electron, nucleus in it was arranged just for that to happen at that moment. And was arranged perfectly for that to happen at that moment. Or guess what? It wouldn't have occurred. So at that moment that it occurred, you can find correspondences to that action from here to the dog star Sirius and beyond. So there's no reality that doesn't occur that the entire universe isn't in alignment with before it occurs or as it occurs to be more accurately. Right? And the more I study this science, the more I see that. And this is the reason why, you know, colors, if you do the science of color recurrence, you know, skip the planets, okay? We ain't going to think, of, we ain't going to look above our horizon eyesight level. I ain't going look anywhere higher than my own eyesight level, my own, my own eye degree, you know? So, but the colors in your environment recur, you know, every seven days, man. Like, and, you know, do the knowledge, man, it's not really hard. <laughs> you know, you you see the, the, the color red, you know, like you drive if you're on the street a lot. So one day you'll have a red day. What I mean by that is you see a lot of red cars, right? Well, red isn't only just candy apple red. You know, red is everything from burgundy, from plum purple, bur- almost plum purple looking burgundy, all the way to pink. And everything between light red, medium red, dark red is what? Red so you see these colors everywhere you go. One day out of every week, man, I guarantee you, mark it on your calendar, okay? Now, because a week isn't exactly seven days, or a month isn't exactly 30 days, and a year isn't exactly 365 days, that that uh, uh recurrence, that cycle every seven days is going to move backwards a little bit. So, for a whole eight months, it might occur uh, in Monday evening for you. And then it starts to happen the next day after a few weeks because you what, you you sleep at night. So, you don't see it in the evening, I mean, at nighttime. So, in a couple of days, you start to see it happening in the morning for you. And then a couple of days, I mean, a couple of weeks go by, and you see it happening in the afternoon. And a couple more weeks go by, you see it happening in the evening. And then it happens on the, the day before because it's, like, very short of, Seven days exactly, right? So anyway, these motions, you see the color red one day. Then you, the next day, you, you see the color blue. And it depends really on your planetary arrangement. That's why it's not the same for everybody. And if you're in the same environment with a person that's having a Jupiter and you're having a Mars, well, then you see a lot of red and blue. Right? You might not be having a Mars that day. You see a lot of red, you better know it's somebody close in your vicinity. Now, this isn't superstition because I have made a measure and I understand that six point nine eight five three two one day period that looks like a week that causes that appearance of these colors, of these of these colors, it's chromatic. Right? Now I understand that astrologically what concurs with the color red is the planet Mars. So I know that that red that you see in your environment is actually indicative of Mars going over one of your angles. This is what I use to rectify a person's chart. Now, I understand I gave the example of Mars to you because it's very easy, and everybody can identify with red, and everybody, no matter how stupid you are, no matter how smart you are. Everybody, even mosquitoes and moths, know the fire's hot, eh? Huh? So we all know what Mars is. You see? So everybody can identify with it. Whether they are on the left side of Mars or right side or top or bottom of it, they all know what it is, you see. They all respect it to a degree. We all have some type of cautionary mind or even fear dealing with it because this is the nature of Mars. And, you know, you can find that same arrangement in the arrangement of the signs. you got the sign of fear, which is Pisces, which which in the natural chronological motion of the earth will bring Aries right after it. But when you look at it astrologically, you understand how everything goes bidirectional, omnidirectional, and you just take measure linearly or in one direction. You can take measures in both directions and see reality manifesting all the time. You know? I don't want to get off into that too far. Let me get back to Mars' aspect to this Jupiter. The reason why I'm, I'm elaborating on Mars so much and the Jupiter-Saturn chart is because there's been a spike, a great expanse that has caused much disappointment. Now, I just said the Jupiter-Saturn, which has caused much Jupiter-Saturn, if you know the key word it is, right? Then... By Mars' agitation, there's been a a peak and a a spike in violent crime, specifically. In suicides, specifically. In gunshot crimes, specifically. So Mars points to those things. Jupiter and Saturn, Saturn itself, in combination with Mars, says gunpowder. It says the fire and and the charred remains. It says the the soreness that comes after a cut or a scratch. You see, so when you take that from the individual humanistic perspective and you spread that across the whole planet collectively, what do you got? A whole bunch of violent crimes, you see, and it comes in a year that, uh, that has followed a constant decrease in violent crimes. You see, so if we look at that, this cycle, you know, just let's go back a couple of years. Just, I don't want to get too complex. Just look back a couple of years. Police brutality and, look, man, it would have been unheard of in the 70s, man, for a police to shoot an unarmed salve of any ethnicity, much less the fact that it only happens to ours, you see? So when you when you see that that shit has become acceptable, why is it acceptable? Because nobody doing nothing about it. All that no, it's not acceptable because we march, nigga. You accept that shit with your marching ass, because because all you're gonna do is walk and talk about it. You're not gonna do nothing about it. And really, all it requires is a serious boycott in any city. You shut, we just shut any city down on the face of this earth because every. Uh, metropolis in this country it is populated and economically based on our work and our, uh, our spendings, man. This whole country, if we decide to stop spending the money just direct our money into one pool, we crash, we can do Black Wall Street in less than three weeks, man. You know how many countries would just love to assist us just so that they can see these, these, these supremacist crackers who run this country fall off Huh? It's just, uh, I haven't even been in 20 years, man, and, and you had China gave money to the Mars and Louisiana, big money. Why? Because they see a nation of people that need help that are actually, that were, or appear to them to be helping themselves. Do you not think that that wouldn't be the same for us? Well, when you look at this chart, man, you see exactly how they use these energies against us. Now, okay, if you got the Jupiter-Saturn chart up, you know, if you want to do it with me, then you have to also pull in the chart for this year okay now here comes the second measure right the chart for this year it begins at 0 degrees Aries 0 degrees 0 minutes and 0 seconds of Aries okay which was on uh March the 20th this year so everybody's birthday this year and your sun degree actually reaches this return the day before your birthday calendar birthday you know, I was born on October the 30th. The sun was at 7 degrees and 28 minutes. Scorpio, well, it does that this year on the 29th, okay? And that's because of the leap year, and that's really only because there's a, 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 what they call a perturbance in the revolution of the earth about the sun. And the calendar that we use, it has constantly to be adjusted, you know, so it's not perfect, right? But uh, the earth's motion around the sun, whether it is, uh, 10 minutes longer this year than it was last year or 10 minutes shorter this year than it was last year is always perfectly 360 degrees, right? So we're going to use the geometry here. Now, aside from Mars aspecting the Saturn, the Mars in the um transiting sky on the first day of summer this year uh, aspecting the Saturn, Saturn in the transiting chart at the beginning of the summer, right, 0 degrees, Cancer, with squares causes a turbulent aspect. We're looking at what this summer was going to be turbulent about this summer, and it just so happens that on the very first day of summer, a very atrocious crime occurred, and with that aspect from Saturn to Uranus in the natural sky, Uranus represents impact. It is in Aries, which represents uh, the head and face. The dumb boy shot his stepfather in the head and face. Impact to the head. And Mars and Scorpio and perfect aspect of that is the catalyst, death being Scorpio being caused by a gunshot or wound or penetration wound, which is what Mars or Scorpio says by itself. Penetration wound, impact to the head, is what that whole impact I and mean what that whole aspect says by itself. And it happened while they were perfect. When I say perfect, I mean, you know, at the same degree, man, not within two degrees, not within one degree, not a half a degree. They were in the same degree that we call partile in in astrology. That means less than one degree away from perfect, I mean, you know, from, from exactness, right? So that right there was enough to let you know that the tone of the summer is going to be quite violent, you see? So, you know, you want to know how many sunny days we're going to have this year? You know, I don't really care. But we'll have more of those days than we'll have violent days, right? So be concerned about the days when these aspects are tight. This is how I deal with them, right? I like to simplify the chart so that people that don't have a knowledge of all the mathematical measure can just use one measure to observe what's going on with their own selves. And that requires that you create a number line from 0 to 29. Right? Zero to one is one degree. So the, the count for the degree begins at the end of the degree, right? So from zero to one is the first degree, from one to two is the second degree, and so forth. So from 29 back to zero is the 30th degree. So you just because you don't see the number 30 there doesn't mean it's not, it's not happening, right? So at any rate, every planet in your birth chart sits at within zero and 30 degrees, no matter what sign it's in. So you can do this with any chart You put that number line down And then you find the planets that you're looking at If they're your own or somebody else's It doesn't matter And down that number line You got a planet at four degrees of cancer Like the chart has um, For today Then you put the sign of Mercury The planets from the glyph for the planet Mercury at number four, you put the glyph for cancer, and it's already at the fourth degree because it's next to the number four on the number line. And you do this for every planet. The moon was at Gemini at eight degrees when this show started. So we put... The moon at 8 degrees, that little crescent symbol with the Roman number 2 for the symbol of Gemini to know that it's at 8 degrees. We, now, we do this for every planet. The sun is at 10 degrees in Cancer. Neptune and Saturn both are at 11 degrees. However, Neptune is in Pisces and Saturn is in Sagittarius. That's a serious square right there, which points to the nature of the energy that we're dealing with in this show. Now, understand this chart that I'm reading to you is the chart of the, uh, the, the, the very 9 o'clock today right, 9 o'clock p.m., when this show started. It just so happened that Pluto in Capricorn was rising conjunct the ascendancy. That's what you call auspicious in astrology. Not necessarily auspicious in terms of good news, but it points to something specific because that planet Pluto was rising as this show started. Now, understand Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio, right? That's what I am by some degree. That's what both of the pills are, all three of the pills are, by some degree. You know, A.A. Rashid, what's up, Lord? <laughs> by some degree. So, you know, this, it, and, and it has uh, other implications. It points to death, right? It points to murder. So the fact that I had already, me, the Scorpio, had already decided to discuss about uh, the murder rate and how it's affecting the culture, Okay, and, and you have to understand that it's not it's not something that just started happening this year. You see, the this death murder culture was something that was groomed into our generation. It started long before, you know, decades before the um, decades before the, the, the crack epidemic and the mass murders that occurred over those drugs. You know, it started when they started glorifying the gangster when Pluto ran his trek through Aries back in the 30s, the 1930s. You see, this is when they...
0: Hello?
1: Pardon me, Lord. And two planets on the left side of the wheel have two um, planets in them. So most of at the midpoints, the short mid- midpoint uh, and on both sides of the circle And the, and the long arc midpoint on the other side of the circle That when a planet crosses over It activates those four You see So in, in what I'm seeing In this chart here In the Jupiter conjunction chart You had Mars and Virgo Then you when that, You had um, Pardon me yeah, quick country now, you had Uranus and Aquarius in that Jupiter chart. And that quinculture was only like three degrees of, the, of separation. I understand that three degrees shows the uh, the three years of the three-month cycle that is associated with that alignment whenever they're together, right, whenever they come together. Now, Mars, the Sinai cycle of Mars, is approximately 720 to 750 days long. So every 720 days, at least to 750 days, Mars is running over that, bringing that energy to bear. This is why you can understand that we are born under specific influences on the, at the time of our birth, that when they repeat or when the planets that are in close aspect or close mathematical alignment at our birth, whenever they repeat any type of alignment, that, that aspect in our birth chart is echoing. You see, echo is Simon. So, and this is how we determine uh, the nature of events. Now, you know, this person or this, this car was built or this building was uh, uh, the cornerstone of this building was established on a certain day, uh, uh, on a day that, let's say, Mars and Oranos were perfectly square. So, when we look in the future, We track Mars' motion through Uranus. Every time Mars conjuncts Uranus, that person that was born with the square between Mars and Uranus, that square is activated. That person who was born with the trine between those two planets is activated, specifically at the conjunction is very strongly activated. Then the next aspect, when Mars moves 30 degrees from Uranus, there's another chime in in what we call a semi-quincunct. Or semi sextile, that's a 30 degree aspect. You know, depending on which school of astrology you come from, you'll call it a semi quintile. Some of them call it an in conjunct, but if you keep it simple, it's only one sign away. Okay? When it gets one sign away, it rings again, and that's by harmonic action, you know, mathematical harmonic. So when we look at the chart for the great conjunction and see that Mars and Uranus were in quincunx, then that's telling you throughout this entire Saturn-Jupiter cycle, which is 60 years long, but more specifically, the chapter in that 60-year book, the first the first book, book one, book two, book three, would be book one would be the first 20 years, book two would be the second 20-year cycle, and book three would be the second 20-year cycle, and those would be three Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions. But since we're still in the first one, we, should, we only got about four more years left, y'all. You dig? Uh, three, three and three-quarters years, to be more accurate, minus three days. Right? So, um, when you see that Saturn and, pardon me, that Uranus and Mars on the day of the strawberry moon, you're not surprised to hear about a son who shoots his father. And it it says the uh, attack on one's father simply because Uranus is a sub-ruler of Capricorn. Sub-ruler. Has something to do with fatherhood, in other words. Okay? So, when you start to understand this, right, then you see these rhythms manifest. You're not really surprised, but I am nonetheless because this year has has increased with violent crime, and the statistics on it go as such. Man, um, I'm at 2016. No, I'm at Romans 322 uh, dot com. Daily death rate statistics, if anybody wants to see where I'm at, so they can read along with me or whatever, all right? The number one cause of death in the country to date, as of this year, is abortion. Now, mind you, uh, the sun is at, what, nine degrees of cancer? So, in all actuality, the the sun, in terms of astrological years, from zero degrees, Aries, to today has been 99 degrees, y'all and in ninety nine degrees of motion, which is approximately what, a hundred days, a hundred and two days, maybe a hundred and one days. <laughs> right? I yeah, I really deal with the geometry as opposed to the calendar. It has been five hundred and forty seven thousand one hundred and eighty eight abortions, man. In other words, five, four, seven, eight I mean five, four, seven, one, eight, nine, divided by hundred. So that's been like 54,719 Abortions a day This year Terrible right They say our people Have more abortions than any other people And you know (laughs) This is crazy This is crazy You know because I I hear our sisters
0: Say say again Said, damn, that's a high figure, B. Yo, that's half a million here. more than half a million. Okay. Game of Thrones, Lady Society.
1: So when we see this we see this increase, I understand. It. Death by abortion is a is a Mars oranos event, y'all. Yeah? You see, Mars, you have to go, you have to cut, you have to go in, you have to penetrate. And Oranos is strictly what you call strictly indicative of something that man has does, okay? If you're not looking on a global scale, because globally it's talking about weather. It's talking about lightning. But when we talk about technology, we don't have no animals making computers. So you know Aranus is a computer because it's a man-made thing. The reason why Aranus points at it is because it's an invention of man, Okay, the, for other reasons, also electrical, it's also an invention, both electricity, electricity, um, invention, science, man, these descriptions, these things, these nouns, these uh, adjectives, sudden intuition, these things are intrinsic to human nature. So Uranus and Aquarius point to the human nature, so when we see Mars and Scorpio right now, and Uranus and Aries, now, because Mars is the recipient, the, the, uh, it's like the, the, the amplifier, the speaker for um, Mars energy, pardon me, uh, somebody blowing my fucking phone up, man. John, do you hear me out there? If you, if you listen to this show calling me, man, you know better. Okay? Yeah. So, at any rate. Uh, you know, I don't care what you want. Don't call me when you hear me talk on the show. I don't even know where I was at, right? Oh, Aranos being man-made, okay? So when Mars shows a bad aspect of that, we can look for a peak in abortions. Because when you see Aranos in the fifth house, the fifth house points to the first pregnancy, nine times out of ten, y'all, in the chart of a man or a woman, the first child created, man, was abortage. To some scientific, technological event. And if not, Oranos points to impacts, falls from great heights, because it also points to those things that occur spontaneously. So if you experience uh, an impact, uh, a severe one is going to be sudden damage done. So, you know, they, this is why. And Mars being queen comes in the Jupiter Saturn sharp points to every time that a queen comes. In. So, you know, I didn't look to see when the queen comes. In. But anybody can go to and, and and add the degrees and then progress it month by month by month by month. And whenever Mars is in the eighth sign, from Oranos, or vice versa. Oranos is in the sixth sign of the eighth sign. Omar is in the sixth sign of the eighth sign from Oranos. You can look to a peak in death by, by machines, by technology, by accident, by catastrophe, by those things that Oranos points to. Okay? So we see that now, and that justifies the number, it doesn't justify the act. All right? (laughs) I'm a pro-lifer. So, you know, all these women out here talking about, yeah, women get their choice, and and, and it is women's choice. I concur, all right? Because astrologically, when you put the sign of the woman at the Ascendant, the sign of death falls in the the place of children. Yeah. Scorpio is the sign of death, y'all. See? So, it's in the place of children when you put the mother or cancer in the focus point, at the focal point of the child, which is the Ascendant. So the rest of the chart tells her role. You understand? So she does. Scorpio is not just death. It is the the passage of life, the the transference of life, okay? When you say life transfer, there's many ways that that happens. Sex is one of them. This say, well, you knuckleheads, every time you hear Scorpio, you say, oh, that means she's a friend. you stupid. Okay? Because she has a very strong capacity for hitting. She her life force exudes the room when she comes in. That was what sexy is, man. But sex itself is really a form of life transferring. Death itself is life transferring from the form Okay, into the in, back into its well of self, back into the undifferentiated energy in the environment, it's like osmosis. Like when you put a glass of water on top of a table and leave it there for a couple of days and come back and see that that thing there was full. A couple of days later, the water that he got, there's only a third of that water left. Well, see, that's the transference of water, right? So when you say life transference, it happens in the same way. Birth is also a form of life transference, man. You see, now, the, when the man uh, spreads his seed into a woman, he is transferring his living seed life into her living womb and planting her living seed, her living egg, ovary, uh, um, ovum, right, and uh, ovace. And that orgasm that they have tears of fabric in the veil between the spiritual realm and the corporeal realm the week tear a piece of life out of it and plant it right in her womb and make sure her womb grows, you see? And that process of growing is a transfer of life from her womb into that child through the umbilical cord, mind you, anatomically, the universe is pointed to by the planet Pluto and the sign of Scorpio and the eighth place in modern astrology. I'm not going to speak for the classical astrologers who have yet to catch up right? But I'm pointing to the, this conceptualization so you understand when you look at Pluto in any chart, you can't, you know, don't just limit yourself to the mind that you're looking at uh, sexual opportunity or occurrence or event or uh, a death or business uh, a, a, a murder. What you're looking at is a transference of life because that's what inheritance is. You know, somebody dies, yeah, the life is transferred. But when when I leave you a million dollars, have I not transferred my life's work, my life's energy to you? Is not the broke-ass you did? Is not your life now being transferred from the one level of poverty to another level of affluence? That is life's transfer. If I give you all these seeds... You dare you in a potato sack, you got a hundred thousand seeds. do you know that that is an entire how you say that is an entire farm that's an entire orchard by yourself potentially right so when you have that, your life has changed potentially. If you put that to work, if you work that energy, you're going to reap the benefits of it. Now, let me testify to something that happened uh, before I get back into this great, um, this great cycle, right? <laughs> because you know I'm going to run off on tangents as they come to me. This year, I did a sale, all right? Well, actually, I you know how Facebook will show you what you posted one year ago today, and that happens like once a week. So, this year, I noticed that I did a sale last year in the last week of Gemini, in the Gemini month, <laughs> the last seven degrees of Gemini. For those who understand what I mean, by the Gemini month, right? So the last seven days of Gemini I said, "Wow, I did a I did a sale last year I And I said, "Boom! What did I do this year before? Because I can't remember, right?" So I look in my timeline. I go back to the last, um, uh, you know, the, the seven days before the beginning of summer. Before the solstice, and I did a I did a sale then, and I looked back another year, and I saw I did a I didn't do a sale the year before that, but three years in a row I did. I said, "Damn, that's a pattern that I was engaging in when I was thinking." So, what is that in my chart? Well, in the last weeks of Gemini my P2 Jupiter, which is the planet of charity or generosity. You understand? So I said, "Damn, here goes an opportunity for me to exercise." some power in my chart, right? I'm going to see if I can reap the karma immediately, right? As opposed to having to wait for it, right? And I'm going to see if I can work this energy, you know? It appears that I can, right? To me, really, I know in hindsight, when you look back at it, it, uh, the thoughts that I was having come from the energy window that I was in. But anyway, I thought of Gemini being generous, Jupiter, and that is where my Jupiter has progressed to, to 25 degrees of Gemini. So the day before it hit my 25 degrees of Gemini, the transiting sun, the day before it got to the 25th part of Gemini, I said, man, I'm going uh, to do a ritual, okay? I'm going to be charitable. And since it's in the sign of Gemini, I'm going to make a tag. I'm going to advertise it because Gemini deals with conveying a message, transferring a thought. You know, so I meditated on it. that is Gemini also deals with mental development, and Jupiter deals with traveling or expansion and growing and things like that. so uh, when the sun conjuncted Jupiter, I made my intention. you know i I put it in the universe, or I aligned myself with the vibration consciously, and I said I put a made a tag, I said, "Y'all, for all y'all that couldn't afford to get a video this year, I'm going to do." Half price for everybody, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do a whole reading, and guess what? Everybody that came and got a $75 reading, I let read them for more than an hour. So they even got more time than I usually give for twice the money, right? For, for half the money, they got more time than I usually give. So, And my whole thing was I wanted something back. Like people say, man, you don't give to me. See, that's a goddamn lie, okay? <laughs> you know, because everything that happens, you give breath so you can take another one. And you take breath so you can give it. And, and that is the first lesson we learn when we come out of the womb. The first thing you need to do is breathe so the laws of commerce prevail. The laws of commerce and the laws of commerce are exactly the same. You get what you give. Sometimes you get more than you give. You see? Because imagine, when you inhale, you get way more life electrolyte being transferred to the brain and the blood through 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 the oxygen, then you give when you exhale. When you fill your lungs with air your body takes and benefits from that and what you exhale is less than what you took in. You see? So you gotta understand the nature of reality. And so I can expect that. When I give that I'm gonna receive back, right? So I did that and I made the announcement. I put the I put the um the tag on my company page, I put it at, uh, it automatically goes to Twitter, whatever I put at Facebook, and I put it at Instagram. I just use those, those um, formats, you know, for, for, for communicating my intentions to the, to the public. And aside from this one, and automatically, man, I got more business in four days than I have in the last six months. Isn't that ridiculous? Right. And so at the end I said I was gonna end this trend when the sun conjuncted my natal Jupiter station, which is at one degree of cancer, which is actually the second day of summer. So I ended it then and I drew back. I got more in that six to seven day period than I got in the last three months, man. I know. It sounds ridiculous, but it's so true. So you can do that too, right? You can try it. I don't know how successful you'll be. I do believe that if you have turbulent aspects from Saturn, Mars, or the moon, or the ruler of your 12th house, or the ruler of your 6th house to Saturn, then, I mean, to Jupiter, pardon me, then you have to make an adjustment and uh, a, a construct to deal with the energy that is intended, to, I mean, that is indicated as a blockage or um, an obstruction to the benefits that Jupiter represents. You know, and you can say that over and over again so you understand it. I don't know how to put it in any simpler terms, right? But you can find what degree your, what sign your Jupiter was at. It was at a specific numbered degree. So, you know, you, you look at the Internet, you know, you can say, when do all the science start? So you don't even have to be an expert. You don't have to look at a birth chart. You know, when is the beginning of Aquarius? If you got Jupiter at 8 degrees of Aquarius and, and Aquarius starts on the 19th of January, but this year it started on the 19th, but you know he starts on the 20th regularly, then you know it. 20, the 28th of January, the sun is lighting up, charging. You know, it got your charge. you put your phone in the charger, when you put the charger into your computer, the screen lights up. Well, that's what the sun does to every planet when he aspects it or conjuncts it. When I say conjunct is when he rides the same mathematical degree. He goes to the same station that your Jupiter was when you were born. Even if Jupiter's not there now. Find out what Jupiter was when you were born because every time the sun rises over that degree, you have that energy at your disposal in force more so than you do at any other time of the year. And if you study the number line, you'll see that every time the sun or the moon, in by current motion, runs through those numerical degrees that the the keywords or the things that these plans describe are right before your eyes. See? This is why I get so passionate when somebody says, Anastology ain't real. I automatically know that the person who says this has never in their life, made a single solitary measure with it, because once you do, and you make an accurate measure with it, you're gonna tell you, you say yourself, nah, <laughs> nah, hell nah, and then you're well, I'm gonna see what happens when you're, well It's only three days. So it touches my mercury. Mercury deals with my brother, my communication, my writings and my books, and most popularly for every human being. It also deals with the lungs and the hands, right? So those are six things that I'm going to look for on that day. So who's that? I don't have to can, can get shit with what Mercury points to. I mean, it points to secretaries, mailmen, letters, stamps, pens, papers, books, magazines, secretaries, phones, speakers. When I say speakers, I mean the ones that come out of your radio. they like, nice all about It's like life transfer. There's a zillion things that we can use. For thought transfer, that I means we write and to, and to write, we got pen, paper book type letter, keyboard and pop, and You see, it points to any sign that thought, That's sign, a stop sign. Then is a sign. Somebody thought of the usage stuff, and they convey that thought
0: to you through this
1: sign. Well, I think that the conveys his intention or he conveys his plan for his creation through the motion of everything, which you know. I just happen to use
0: the surface. So your, your phone is like wavering a little you bit. You see it
1: in the earth. You see, see it okay. in your own cell. And you see it in the sky. And astrology is just the key. that gave me the connection between everything else that's going on. You know, like you know that Gemini rules the hands in strategy, And that Gemini rules what you measure. And that Gemini, the motion of Gemini, to understand the nature, brothers and sisters, the nation. whether they're twins or not, brothers or sisters, Gemini. So how a person? So when you when you see something right.
0: rolling right. through
1: Gemini, you say to yourself, "I'm gonna look around, right. I'm gonna see how a person." They... <laughs> you you notice know that right. question? Say you know, again, Dad. I... Yeah, how long I've been missing. You couldn't hear me.
0: Are you moving around? Because your phone is wavering in and out. Yeah, man, I am
1: moving around because I can't even sit still, but I'm going to try. All right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like you know how it is, man. Nobody can speak from their heart without moving their hand. Don't keep that. Gemini's conversation is also the hands. That's why people move their hands when they speak. And you think that we made that up? (laughs) This is been since man has been. So, you know, demonizers point to that nature in man, right? So when you constantly observe the connections going on, then you begin to understand the nature and the mechanics of reality a lot more because you see that there is something going on above your line of sight. There is something deeper than what you're looking at. And remember, no matter what you look at, you only see 180 degrees of that object. You only see the front of it. You can't see the front and back of your hand at the same time, eh? Even if you turn your, your hand sideways, you 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 can't see the other side that is hidden from the what's in front of you, what's in front of your face. There's one part, the back side of that image you can't see. We only see half the picture. But there are needs I wish to understand what's going on behind the scenes. This is just one of them, you know. And this is one I recommend. This is one I do. You know, But anyway, let's get back to um, the indications that are made in this chart. So when we look at the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction for that 60-year period, that's the book. That's the three books. You know, really is one book in three volumes, right? So to break down the chapters now, we look at the year. So there are 20 chapters in each book. You dig me? And the first chapter is the first ingress of the sun into Aries every year. And when I say that, it's Aries is 30 degrees long. And, you know, Pisces, the sun enters Pisces and it stays in there for um, about 30 days and, and, and a half hour, a little bit more. And it moves into the sign of Aquarius. And, I mean, pardon me, Aries. And when it moves into Aries, it's the equinox. You know, this is when the sun uh, and the earth are lined up to that we got the, the beginning of summer. You know, and if you actually observe the path of the sun, it looks like a figure eight in the sky. If You took a picture of the sun every day at 12 o'clock noon. At the end of the year, you stack all them slides together and superimpose them. one on another. You're going to have a figure eight. You know, because the earth actually rides a rail or a path that actually appears to move in a, a like a, a roller coaster. It's not perfectly even. You know, the earth is floating in space, you know It's floating in heaven. It's not on a, a glass polished table. And it's not a shiny stainless steel ball that you can roll. You know, it jiggles a little bit as it turns and it vibrates and it's alive, right? <laughs> and it moves at, at, at different rates through the course of the year, you know? Well, it moves slower in the summer. Through the, through the zodiac than it does in the winter. It moves less than one degree in the summer because the Earth is in its long distance from the sun and thus appears to be moving slower. It's in its long arc. It's at um, perigree or apogee. I forget which one is long or short, but it's, it's at, the, at its greatest distance from, uh, from, the, from the sun in summer. And then during the winter, it's a little bit closer, so it appears to be moving a little bit faster. The average rate is .985632 degrees per day. You Understand, but it actually moves at one one degree. It's very little change in summer. It moves at point nine uh, um, degrees during winter. So they average it out to just about one degree per day, really. Or really, nine point eight five six three two degrees per day is the grand average, right? So when we look at this motion and we see its rate, we start to understand how that's this great cycle of say 20 years, is broken down into 20 different subsections. So the sun begins at zero-degree Aries. And in this chart, where the sun um, hits zero-degree Aries, what is rising, the ascendant point, what is due east in the sky is tropical Sagittarius at two degrees. And at... Four degrees of Sagittarius, we have Mars rising. Now, understand, planets in the first house, in the tenth house, in the seventh house, or in the fourth house, in one of those four places, these planets are very close to due east, very close to due south, very close to due west, the four cardinal directions, on the other side of the Earth in the northerly tilt, you see, because of the obliquity of the Earth or because of the tilt of the Earth. And those four points are very key in predictive strategy. In fact, in Cosmophysics, we focus on those four, and we don't actually give a lot of air to the, those um, uh, um, what they call cadent or sustenance houses, or the houses that come after and the, uh, uh, um, are the, are the cadence, and they come directly after the angular house, and you've got the sustenance that succeed that, and they uh, that's how they manifest in terms of strength. You know, and that idea that I just conveyed to you and you got that cross. That at the points of the cross it is most intense and from one angle to the other it's a little bit weaker until it gets to the next angle and it gets intense and it gets a little bit weaker until it gets to the next angle gets intense. That is the foundation of the swastika for those of you who don't know, and, and, the, and these archaeologists who have no metaphysical mindedness with them will tell you, oh, this is an ancient Aryan symbol of the sun. <laughs> you get know what I'm saying? Not knowing that in the age of Aryan, this information passed into the Greeks and Romans who are the Aryan people and the, um, the uh, Brahmins and the Hindus who are the Aryan based too. See so it ain't got nothing to do with your lack of melody because people in India just adopt dark the people in Africa, y'all. They're still Aryan. Because their cultures blossomed and 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 grew up in the age of Aries, that's why they're called Aries, not because they don't have melody. Remember that. Right, So the symbol of the classical comes from that measure of the sun through the year and how it is more strong at the angles, you know. And some people would say, well, it's hotter in the middle of the summer. It's colder in the middle of the summer. You know, it's most comfortable in the middle of the spring and fall. No, but the, the fact that the change occurs at the beginning is when the influence is the strongest. If you look at those cardinal points in terms of the year, you're looking at the beginning of spring, summer fall and winter, and whatever occurs in the dynamic and the chemistry of the the dance between the sun and the earth that causes that change is considered to be most powerful, not just because it's the hottest, you know, that's not adequate enough, it's the hottest because it's fixed energy, now it's concentrated, but it is not the most strong, you know, it is not the most influential, it is not moving either. You know, so you run into a truck that isn't moving, you know, you're going to hurt yourself depending on how fast you move. But that truck is moving now. It's cardinal. See? Now it's moving and it hits you. <laughs> you can get damaged more if it hits you than you running into it getting damaged by. You understand? Because you can't run into it with the impact that it runs into you. So that, that dynamic is at play in the manifestation of how you delineate these motions. Now, when you look at the chart for the year, Mars rising in Sagittarius says increase of violence. Simple. Increase. Sagittarius expansion. Growing up. Growing. um, Multiplication. Compounding. See, all of these words are Sagittarius of Mars, violence. And it's like uprising and swelling of police, or military. And you see, you heard the announcement just after spring when they were saying, um, hey, they're, they're hiring more police this year in New York than they have in, in 30 years. They're hiring more police in LA. There's a drive in Houston to hire more state troopers. So there goes the increase of police activity. What did they do to facilitate it? Just because the sky points to it doesn't mean the sky caused it, y'all. What facilitated that? Well, the, the increase in murder, the increase in crime. Well, What facilitated that? Where do we get the guns? We don't make them in the hood, y'all. All the guns, when we look at the statistics, cancer was the second killer, tobacco was the third, obesity, the medical area, stroke. But when we look at the violent crimes that occur after um, abortion, Homicides alone this year are 8,415. And they're saying homicide by a criminal because, you know, whenever a cop kills somebody, that's a homicide too. They're not calling that homicide, all right? And um, by gun, by weapon, 5,757 people have died of that 8,415 by guns. Look at that, man. Suicides are 21,427. This is crazy. Domestic is at an all-time low 731 domestic violence. People who have died in their homes, okay? Mass shootings have only been 10. But when you put all these numbers together and you consider, and we're only talking about the United States here. We're not even talking about the entire planet Earth, man. When you consider, like, that's more than a million people. Come on, man. This is crazy. There's one out of 20 people, like, you know, there's 200 million, right? And that statistic, in that, in that demographic, this spike in crime was told simply by the chart of the year if you don't use the um, the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction chart as a gauge. So we, we can just go straight to the chapter, you know, to the first chapter, we have to look at the other 19 chapters, or the chapters that occurred before that. We got this one right here, pointing a pointing to an obvious increase of violence. Period. Now, what is that? What happens next? Well, in this line from zero to 29, Mars is at four degrees. In in the chart for the year, this year, with with the sun at zero degrees on on, um, March the 20th this year, right? You got uh, Venus in Pisces at nine degrees, and then you got Neptune in Pisces at ten degrees, y'all. Now, you know, Pisces, Venus is exalted in Pisces. What they mean by that is influence or its indications are very strong. And Venus deals with profiting, it also deals with law, legalities, right? Legalizations and illegalizations, court processes and uh, codes, statutes, laws and regulations and things of this nature. That's what Venus points to here. It also points to economy, to to um the act or process of exchange of material wealth, the exchange of currency, right? And then Neptune Points to drugs. Now all drugs, all of them. I don't care if it's aspirin, if it's for your headache, or if it's alcohol, or so you you know so you can get your swerve on, or if it's what narcotic that you're addicted to, if it's a legal narcotic or illegal narcotic. And astrologically, Neptune points to all of that all by itself. Okay, now. Uh, it also points to the prison industry complex because it points to things that go on behind the scenes. It points to deceptions and scams and scandals and uh, conspiracies. But, but more than anything, more regularly in the in and on the level of a layman, it points to drugs, to mind-altering substances. You know, it also points to religion and music. Now, what the fuck does the drugs, music, and religion all have in common, y'all? They all I don't care what you believe They all take you out of your natural mind you see? It takes an unnatural mental process to believe in something and to concretize something in your visual imagery, in your imagination, imager, in your visual mental imager, because it was not natural. It was natural to see something and to record that image in your brain. It is not just automatically natural to let someone instill an image and to learn to accept it having not seen it. See? You're not in the natural Now, I'm not debunking it, you know. The imagination is excellent. It is our fangs for when we don't have knowledge, you know. (laughs) <laughs> like it is it is there for us to use in the in the absence of knowledge. is all you got is your belief. Now you have to believe you're gonna get to school. If you get lost easy, you have to believe you're gonna make it home in order to find your way home. So you when you don't have actual knowledge of the thing is the belief that carries you. The sin is to maintain the belief when you have knowledge. Like once you know that your child is okay and you have to believe it is all right, you know we upstairs in the back you just put them there. See, but, but you in Georgia, living with the babysitter, and you, you call home, and ask the babysitter with my son. Oh, you in the bed. See, you believe that You don't fucking know that. See, that's the difference between knowing and believing. Well, Neptune deals with beliefs. So, it deals with the church, religion. Do you know who benefits Religion benefits from this spike in crime. Religion benefits from this spike in crime. Hospitals and the drug industry benefit from this spike in crime. That's what comes out after Mars here. Yeah, they did legalize marijuana. They did save the sentence structure for life was in some places, right? Niggas been coming home that were sentenced to forever. <laughs> They've been letting them out recently this year. Okay? Now, they want to say that that is a spike in crime, but let's take it back to the shows, like I said at the beginning of the show. I said, y'all, you got to go back and check the, the Blood Moon show because those eclipses occur in Aries and in Libra, in the, in the signs that, are, that naturally work well and enhance the quality of Mars and Libra, of the police and the courts, of the police and what is just... What is fair and what is unfair and unjust goes between the the Aries-Libra dichotomy, polarity, you see? And, you know, on a human level, on a human, um, you know, how do you say, um, on a psychological, you know, Aries is aggression. It is force. It is uh, anger, right? And Libra is peaceful, passive, It it, it is calm, you know, like the stairs when they slowly tip from one side to the other with just a little nut because it's so easy going. Now, see, don't think of the signs as people. The signs are qualities that, that we have all of them in us. You know, just like your shit stink mind does too. So we all got a Virgo in us, right? He, you, know, you have to eat just like I do. We all got Taurus in us. You know, you get angry just like I do. We all got in You like the fuck just like I do, man. Okay, that's Scorpio. Some people say, I don't like Scorpio. You know, you, what do you mean you don't like Scorpio? You love the fuck, okay? You love the chance for life? What you mean you, you don't like Leo? You hate kids now? Because Leo pushing children no matter what their sign is. So you gotta understand the nature of this science and really see what it points to. It points at people's qualities, their attributes, it is a descriptor. You see, it describes. And it works best when you don't when you haven't seen what's going on. When you know what's going on, what the fuck you need letters for? I mean if you can see it with your naked eye, what you need a metaphysical tool to look at it for? Huh? To see the inner workings of that thing. To see the energy behind that thing. So when we look at the peak environment in this chart Point. The rest of the chart, if you're going to measure it by the place of Mars, to how the other planets fall, how they contribute to this increase in violence, you'll see what happened. They legalized drugs. So more people are actively engaging in that trade. So the church made a new move, too, with this uh, jubilee year, right? And this tetrad moon and, and the forgiving of debt. Do you know debt is an economic thing and is thus pointed to by Venus and Pisces? Because the 12 house deals with spiritual and material debts. Like when you owe somebody, see, because you are acting in faith, when you borrow, and that person is acting in faith when they loan, faith, belief, Neptune Pisces. So the banking industry is gonna benefit from the spike in violence, y'all. What else? The expansion of weaponry is what Mars and Sagittarius is. So they made the announcement about how they're going to be using drones they came from the military, Mars. How they are importing that into the the masses, into the multitudes. Multitudes is a word for Sagittarius, man, because it deals with polarities, great polarities, expansive polarities. So then you can see now how that shot on March the 21st or March the 20th this year, automatically, for the most elementary astrologer, can see that Mars and Sagittarius mean the of violence. So the, the violence rate goes up. Consequently, when you progress that shot to the day, to the first day of summer, Mars is perfectly conjunct the midheaven in that Jupiter-Saturn chart conjunction. But Then you take that chart, you add to it 16 days, 2 hours, and 12 minutes, and you'll see Mars perfectly at the midheaven to concur with this year, this summer. See, that right there automatically shows it in the great plan, but, you know, that, that, that there's nothing that goes on on the face of this earth that is not already happening in the universe around it, man for as far as the eye can see and beyond. Let's go to the next step. When we move down on this chart, we come to the actual place. <clears throat> the chart that I'm referencing is the Aries sun chart, that's zero degrees Aries for this year, right? March the 21st this year, um, two degrees was rising in Washington, D.C. I used the capital of this nation. For that, because his capital actually sits in the middle, you know, very close to the middle of the most northern part and the most southern, you know, from Miami to Buffalo. D.C. is damn near right in the middle of that. Okay, so you know, we use that to, to 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 look at the entire nation. We look at the chart for the government. You know, whether you approve of it or not, it still works. All right. <laughs> um, anyway, Jupiter in the yearly chart, um, is at. In Virgo at 16 degrees, and Saturn is in Virgo. I mean, part in 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 Sagittarius at 16 degrees. See, that's a 90 degree aspect that I described to y'all earlier. Let me elaborate on that some more because see, these laws of geometry, you people say I don't know them, but well, yes, you do. When you want to push me away from you, how do you know so? See, you exert your force against mine at a 180-degree angle, and you stick your arm straight out in front of you, and you saw. See, that's a natural reaction because you understand the the law of geometry when it comes to that 180-degree angle. You use it whenever you want to get away from something, and you use it whenever you want to pull something closer to you right? But well, when you see it in the chart, that's exactly what's happening with that. One planet is 180 degrees from the other. The Hindus, or the Zidantic, or the Sanadana, um, Sanathanas, they they look at that distance and that measure as either very cooperative or very adverse. In actuality, it is cooperative and adverse in a perfect blend. And how can you do that? How do you put black in the jar with white and still have black and then still have white. I mean, that doesn't make no sense, right? because, Yeah, well, you do. You've got me you at one end of the seesaw, and you at the other. See, how are we going to work together on this seesaw? I have to go against you to work with you. <laughs> and then I have to work with you to go against you. In other words, when you're going up, I have to work with you and go down. Well, when you're going up, I have to work against you and go down. So do not think that opposites can't fit in the same place. I was building with my old earth yesterday, and I was telling her, I was like, man, that's, you know, that's selfish, selflessness, and selfless, selfishness. She's like, that's fucking possible, Willie. You stop playing. I'm like, no, let me show you. You know, a soldier on the field with a squadron, there's 50 of us, you know, and there's 150 of them, and we're the heavy fire, right? Do I have time to watch your back, nigga? Do I <laughs> you did, well, and when I got three bullets at an flying at me every time a shot is ringed by by the other side, that's three for me. Every one shot I give off, that's three. For, do I have time to watch your back? No, we are gonna stick together in the unit. But I'm concerned about me. I'm firing at the enemy, trying not to get my head blown off. That's selfish, man. However, it's righteous selfishness because it's about survival, which is why Aries is the sign of self and selfishness and survival. the survival instinct. the survival reflex, you see? And, well, well how are you selfless? Self, uh, I'm, I'm fighting a cause. It ain't mine. I'm sacrificing my life for a collective, for an ideal that I did not create, that I probably don't even give a fuck about but I'll give my life for you, that is selfless. So I can simultaneously be that. And that's what the, the opposition aspect points to. It points to a cohesive opposition that can work before you or work totally against you. And when you look at two planets that are in the opposition, one of them are in the first place and the other one is in the seventh place from the one that's in the first place, no matter what sign it says. So if it's in the second house, it's the seventh place. From the second house is the eighth house. If it's in the third place, the, the seventh place. From the third place is the ninth place. So if it's still it's in opposition, and it's still dealing with two energies that must come together, and they always point to how a person's tendency is exhibited or expressed in interaction and relationship. Right? So the fact that Now, I said all that to get to the square opposition, um, to the square of Jupiter and Saturn. The reason why we're focusing now on Jupiter and Saturn in this perfect square between Virgo and Saturn is the fact that in the conjunction chart, they're together, they're perfectly in conjunction. So when you find these two planets, like I explained earlier, in perfect alignment in another chart at that time, it is very important. What it just so happens is that this year, the 16th year from the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, it took them 16 years to come into perfect square, squareness so those those positive things that the Jupiter Saturn chart points to the the two thousand um may twenty eight chart points to in uh, on that Jupiter Saturn conjunction, we see it being plucked, it being activated very strongly in the year chart. And what is Jupiter? In Jupiter is in the sign of Virgo, and Saturn is in the sign of Sagittarius. And what that points to is a tendency to skip over the details, Jupiter and Virgo, right? Or to amplify the details, right? But if you skip over the details, then you then you the aspect is between Saturn and Sagittarius, which is a square, conflicting aspect. Then you lose Saturn out on the benefits. Jupiter, um, Sagittarius, let me say that again Jupiter plus Virgo In parentheses Plus Saturn In, in uh, Sagittarius in parentheses And they are multiplied By a square, you see So let me put that in the English for you Now that I put it in cosmographic Formula, then we have A skipping over details means that you, you are deprived of the benefits So this shows you all Damn, I can't over I can't let anything be an oversight. And the rest of the chart will illustrate the nature of those losses and gains depending on how you express this energy now. Okay? Jupiter and Virgo also says an amassing. A M A S S I N G, you know, you amass, you collect, you gather together. Virgo, the the, the decals or the, the minute components that all fit together to become a working construct. You see, then we have Saturn, which deals with the the discipline and the structuralized planning, and that goes with the positive expression of it, right, and the responsibility that goes into it for its proper distribution or administration, which is pointed to by the sign of Sagittarius. You see, so there's a way to uh, to bring this to bear, so, so you can see both sides of it, right? Now this is the start of the year. How does it manifest all the way out the board? Well, it is a great opportunity, Jupiter, right, to work Virgo, but to put in some work, you know, to work on those components. Virgo also gives a refinement with perfection, right, because the fifth house would be me making the plans to make a cabinet out of wood, so I got the blueprint, and that required the artistic and the measure and, and the, you know, and then to put the actual work into effect, I got to go cut the wood and measure it and put it together. See, that's Virgo. Now, once I get that wood, I get it all put together, that's not enough. You have to sand that shit down to the tabletop of be swooshies. That right there, sand yourself is a Virgo thing. It's movable, mutable dirt that is glued and fixed to a flat surface so that you can wipe it and work, and make what is rough smooth. Now, between Jupiter and Saturn itself, says, rough and smooth. Saturn says, rough. Jupiter says, easy, smooth, you see? Jupiter is laughing, you know? Saturn is serious as a motherfucker, man. Melancholy. I ain't got time to be playing with you. That's Saturn, you see? And Saturn is time. Jupiter is play. Right? Saturn is, is industry and Jupiter is distribution. So and those people who the clothing industry, the sanitation industry is dealing with by Virgo, right? The janitors, garbage men. Okay, uh, textiles. So the fashion industry, the uh, the making of the textile aspect of the fashion industry. As you have a polarity for Pisces, which would be the design and imagination to come from, but Virgo deals with the details of that. So these stores can blow up as long as they concentrate Saturn their distribution. Jupiter, or do, do not allow or seriously plan and structure how they're going to import and export or to, to distribute and accumulate, which is Sagittarius. And that square points to because the original configuration that we're talking about from the, from the Great Conjunction was in Taurus, that we're going to see how people from um, the, the clothing industry or the textile industry uh, experience some kind of loss or fall as well how some are in a lesser to a lesser degree how some will um benefit from the loss of others. So it's like when Gore Tex came out, you know, windbreakers they took a hell of a fall, right? <laughs> we who who wear windbreaker material now those who can't afford Gore Tex. You see? So that is like the, the, the Jupiter Square Saturn here where you with the minority benefit and those who work benefit Jupiter and Saturn and those who, who like the fun and play off Sagittarius who like to run and play Sagittarius they lose they get Saturn so what does that tell you get into a serious mindedness to a, a, a work this year so you can increase Jupiter um your your foundation and make it firm Saturn right that was for those who like peace
0: hello Peace hello, yeah, my apologies uh my call dropped and the brother call dropped, but he is back online call up in the five one six eight one peace peace, Lord,
1: you know, I don't even know where I left off at, to be honest with you, <laughs> you know, um, I had no idea it's like I don't even like I don't even remember talking at all. I just know I was I was in the middle of this shot somewhere <laughs> um and the show' gonna be over in a few minutes. Look now if people want to get in contact with me, I'm gonna let you know son i do I do astrological readings personally, right, and um, you can reach me between one p m and seven p m eastern, okay, and I need to repeat that because a lot of y'all hear me and don't pay that no mind, and please do not call me after seven o'clock. All right? When my store closes, don't walk in. You see the sign the door closed, don't walk in, man. You know, call me after 7 o'clock. It not bother me, man. I'm serious. It's a real disturbance. I talk to people all day. I need peace of mind after 7 o'clock, man. Okay? So don't call me after 7 p.m. You can reach me anytime between 1 p.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern or any day of the year. I don't care about holidays or nothing. Okay. You call me between 1 and 7 any day. And I you know, I give samples, 5 minute samples to anyone who calls, all right? I'm only doing one. If you sneak more than one and you're good. But uh, uh you should only try to get one. And I do all kinds of readings, man. You know, I do synastry for relationship. I do compository for relationship reading. I do astro cartography for relocation and for travel purposes, right? I do genofiliacal predictive astrology. You know, genofiliacal means the astrology of human events. So, you know, um, and that's my forte. I also teach classes in my method. Right, I, I'm not teaching astrological Method across the board. I'm teaching my methods Okay, so if you want to learn it, you contact me between one and seven, or you contact me on Facebook or at uh, Instagram. Uh, on Facebook is Raaku, and Instagram is Raaku, but Instagram is R A period A K A U. You can reach me at Twitter R-A-A-K-H-U you can find me as the Cosmocrat. That's D-C-O-Z-M-O-K-R-A-T at Facebook. All right? Give me a call, and um, I'll give you a sample, and I'll elaborate with clarity on anything that um you want to know with regards to the classes of receiving a reading. Okay? My number is 516-881-6992 alright I'm going to get that in before the show closes. Um, I left off with the square between um Jupiter and Saturn. On a generalized uh, tip, Saturn, square in Jupiter points to the um, excess and proper restraint. And because it's a square, it's letting you know to be mindful to implement and to openly embrace which is Jupiter in um the uh, a disciplinary construct, man, with regards to those things that have to do with Virgo and Sagittarius now, a lot of people have been experiencing mechanical issues because it is Saturn in. Um, Sagittarius, and because Sagittarius deal with transport, it deal with all forms of transportation, all forms of long distance transportation, preferably and more directly, right? So, um, Jupiter in, in Virgo points to the benefits of work. So, you know, do not skip over the details with regards to where you're traveling um, or what direction you have to go in or if your your car needs a tune-up and you can hear that little noise going on, don't skip over that detail because most of the losses on a collective level are going to occur with things regarding transportation, import, export, long distances, (laughs) foreigners, foreign travel, and mind you, when I say foreign, I'm not talking about national borders. Anything that is 52 miles away from you, astrologically is considered foreign. Okay, so Pennsylvania is foreign to New York, man, and, and unless you know, unless you're right at the border, right? It's a foreign land. Anything that is 52 miles away is a foreign land. So, or more. You know, it's not strictly limited to 50 children. Anything you don't feel that is comfortable for a, a, a walk more than two days traveling by foot is considered a foreign country. So difficulty with foreigners, without a towners or with getting out of town or with deliveries out of town or, or receiving items from out of town, shipping and receiving and things of that nature, the automobiles, so make sure that you are um, on point with that regard, how Saturn affects you personally is going to be determined by what house it falls in in your own birth chart, okay? So, if you were Aries rising, most Aries sun signs and Aries risings right now when it comes to Saturn are dealing with issues that have to deal with transportation or education, Relocation, expansion, and distribution. Okay, do not miss your, do not miss the details. Uh, do not skim over the details of that regard. Okay, if you're a Taurus rising, Saturn is in the eighth place, and your partner or those people upon whom you depend for contributing to your well-being or to the success of your venture. Right, business partners or intimate partners, they they they're, they're, they're going to run into difficulties with their ability to maintain that harmony as an equal contributor to any project or trend or process. Be aware of that, because even if it's by way of their negligence, it's, been, it's in the sky right now to show you that this is a um, an issue that you may very well have to deal with, depending on the nature of the aspects in your birth chart to it. If you are a Gemini, Gemini, yo, y'all, you a Sagittarius got got it going on. At a, at a very strong disadvantage right now If y'all are going through turbulence It's a test of faith It's a test of worthiness It's a test of value with regard to that person As well as your own values And morals and mentality See because Sagittarius did With acquired values and morals Which you can only get through interaction With other people Gemini did with thought transferring, But it also did with taking into consideration The benefits that are there Right so you, These people, the Geminis and the Sagittarius, you are going to be going through relationship issues because of one's values and one's morals, okay, acquired values and morals that come through the experiences and interaction with other folks, right? Um, if you are Cancer or a Cancer rising, then Saturn is in your fifth place, I mean, pardon me, your sixth place of Sagittarius, and it points to the needs To uh, um, expand your work and your routine and the services rendered or received in in your daily life. All right? Saturn deals with order and structure. All right? So you might need to do some restructuring and some rebuilding or some re foundation with regards to your work or your daily routine. And this points to your health as well, your diet as well. All right? Uh, For those people who are Leos, Saturn is in your fifth. If you have children, you're dealing with disciplinary issues or maturity issues with regards to your children. Their maturity as well as yours. Their responsibilities as well as yours towards them. right. It also points to the uh, inability to splurge like you want to and to engage in activities at the degree that we could call overindulgence. right. You don't want to overextend yourself because there's serious losses involved in that. Right? Serious in, um encumbrances and obstacles that will be associated with it. You have to stay conservative. You have to be more disciplined now. Be mindful of where you are wasteful because that's a trend now. Saturn did with seven year trends. So you want to be able to, you know, manipulate and, and maneuver in the midst of those op- obstacles and difficulties. Get be conservative. Get more frugal. Stop being so such a spendthrift. Be mindful of how much you're going beyond bounds with it. Try to keep it within bounds and establish that discipline so that uh, things don't get out of hand, because this is what Saturn and Sagittarius points to in one general delineation. All right, let's move on to Virgo. Um,